0: Event may be too intense for young children, and it's not recommended for children under the age of 13. No costumes or costume masks allowed. Discover Universal presents Halloween Horror Nights, Haunted Tales. An anthology series exploring the stories behind Halloween Horror Nights' chilling original creations. Unleash the gruesome origins of two adversarial warlocks, Blizzrock and Pyrock, as a familiar story claws its way into existence. Will you languish in icy oblivion or suffer a fiery finish in this original haunted house at Universal Orlando's Halloween Horror Nights 2023? Here is Dueling Dragons' Choose Thy Fate. Thick chains scraped across the cold stone wall as a limp form in the shadows struggled to stand. Movement in the waters of the scrying pool had awakened the chained man. His instincts told him to move slowly now, that he was awake and keenly aware of his environment. He hugged close to the shadows that lined the wall of frozen skeletons dangling in shackles. He held his breath, trying to contain his chattering teeth as he listened for the approach of his captor. Soft chimes echoed throughout the dark chamber and rested in his ears. In a different time, these chimes would have been pleasant and uplifting, but the prisoner knew them as herald to screams and pain warlock approached. The murky pool stilled. The magical bath rested upon a vicious pedestal of human and troll bones. The stillness broke into a torrent of activity in the pool pulsing like an alarm the cloud with eyes rippled with the same energy the gaseous cloud slowly coalesced into a humanoid form of standing liquid simultaneously the waters of the pool began to calm and clear as the liquid entity froze and hardened into the jagged ice warlock Blizz rock. Wind shrieked outside of the castle walls Snow penetrated the three embrasures That lined the circular walls Opposite the open wooden door The ice-covered skeletons Hung still on either side Of the torture chamber's open door The prisoner held still Against the urge to shudder Any sound could alert his torturer The wall was freezing and began to sting against his bare back, but even the slightest movement of the frozen lynx would echo throughout the chamber. So he stood motionless, as if already frozen, staring at the open door the creature now in solid form studied the water and watched intently as a green meadow appeared across the surface a growl that sounded like shifting stone emanated from blizzrock as the scene continued the prisoner also watched from the shadows hope growing in his soul as the image of Merlin appeared in the pool. A small brown bird whispered into Merlin's ear. The report of the three kingdoms finished, it flew away, high and away from the banks of the lake and its liege. He smiled as two mischievous fairies crept out of the forest to steal his sandals. He loved the innocence of the fairy folk, and he knew he would find the footwear later, high in a tree. Pretending not to see the trick, Merlin pulled up his long robe, exposing his old sinewy calves, and strolled into the cold waters. He turned to see his sandals and staff resting on the rocky shore his scouts had brought messages of calm from across the Three Kingdoms. The Kingdom of Fire, or Cindered Lands, as the locals called it, remained silent as it had for decades. Pyrok, the fiery warlock, slept under the earth within the giant volcano that blackened the skyline of the Cindered Lands to the south. On the northern side of the continent, The land of Hellfrost stood lifeless and still. The ice water, Blizzrock, was inevitably plotting Pyrock's downfall within the glacial fortress. But presently, all was calm. Crystal clear water was the only thing that moved out of the north and filled the peaceful valley that was Merlin's realm. The waterfall from the mountain range gathered in the lake that cooled the old wizard's ankles. Merlin turned his gaze towards the sky and marveled at the dome that protected his realm. Outside the magical dome, the world was dark, ravaged and wrecked. But here, within the barrier, the lush landscape stood untouched and pure. His gaze caught a rainbow reflected by the dome and followed its curve down to its resting spot at the center of the lake. He gasped and squinted as a smooth shape lifted from the water. Her female form was breathtaking. He thought he knew all the residents residing in the realm, but this creature was new, and this gave Merlin pause. He began to slowly creep backwards toward the shore. His topknot quivered as he nearly stumbled over submerged rocks, but his gaze never left the beautiful sight. Now fully formed, the curvy creature appeared more human with each passing moment. She began to walk across the surface of the water. As she approached Merlin, she smiled. The sounds of light splashing mixed with dripping and rushing water all combined into a song that mirrored each of her graceful movements and entrancing soul. Merlin's eyes began to glaze over and his jaw grew slack. This magic was new, different and enticing. He strained his neck and turned to see his staff resting like a small twig on the distant shore. Birds rushed past his head towards the lady of the lake, tweeting incessantly. As his head whipped back towards her pulling force, he saw his shriveled legs slowly marching toward his doom. His robe billowed out across the water as the lake lapped at his sternum. How was this possible? He tried to stop his legs from moving, but his body was like a puppet, and he was not a master. The sounds of the birds came to an abrupt halt following a sound of peppered thumping. Merlin sank deeper into the lake as his legs marched forward. A mass of dead birds floated past his head as the water neared his neck. Long, delicate fingers reached for his face and nearly grabbed his long white beard. Before he remembered a spell, he learned long before Atlantis dropped. He chanted the fury of Poseidon and the water rushed around his home and he travelled backwards until he exited the lady's waters. He knelt. Panting on the shore, his body was empty of energy and his focus was torn. Merlin exhaled and slowly stood. Water drained off of his beard as he stared at the fast-approaching lady. He reached for his staff as she raised her shimmering hand and her song hit a hard crescendo. His staff flew through the air towards his calling hand. Merlin caught his staff and felt his fingers press into the wood fibres. His gaze snapped to his hand, which held the staff. He let out a gasp as he witnessed his fingers melt into the staff, and tendrils of new green growth covered the flesh of his arm. The staff and hand, were now fully one as the rest of his arm continued to transform from flesh to wood. The pain was excruciating, but Merlin's stubborn nature willed him into a state of clarity that sharpened like an axe with each crunch of bursting flesh. He measured his power and focus and found no reserves. His rage drew up a last effort while pushing back the terror of the situation. He knew he could counter this spell, but would be left drained with no defense against this foe. His health came second to his eternal charge of defending the kingdom. He moaned his loss, but only for a second. ...then channeled his remaining magic back towards the castle, where the spellbook of power lay. His mouth hardened into bark as the final words of his incantation left his lips. Now, he had to hope the spell reached his spellbook. He may be vanquished, but if the spellbook fell into the wrong hands... All would be lost. Forever. The lady approached the enchanted oak, now firmly rooted in place at the edge of the fairy forest. She smiled as she ran her fingers across the rough bark. She could make out the sad face of Merlin nestled within the timber. With the defender of the realm dispatched, she gracefully floated back to the center of the lake. She twirled her arms above her head, catching sunlight in her watery arc. The spectrum of colors swirled around her head and grew in pace until she slammed her fist onto the surface of the water. A water spout shot towards the sky and into the clouds. The water then fell back to the earth in heavy droplets of rain that pelted the surface of the lake. She was already gone by the time the first drops hit. Slumber had taken her back to the depths. She rested. Knowing that the world was about to change, and the horrors she had enacted were of no concern to her. She would sleep in the deep waters and let the surface burn or freeze. Blizzrock chuckled and left the scrying pool as the images of Merlin's transformation into the oak faded from the surface. The ice warlock gazed out of the tower, searching the dark sky. In the far distance, a rainbow of color shot into the air, colliding with the dark clouds. The signal received, Blizzrock's jaw opened with a cracking sound. A high- each hissed the night sky, and then echoed across the snow-covered valleys and over to the glacial mountain peaks. The Ice Army began its long march towards Merlin's realm with a supernatural haste. A distant boom pulled Blizzrock's focus toward the south. In the fiery realm of Pyrox's ashen home, the volcano erupted with a mountain of shattering violence. Lava poured out and over the rim as magma shot high into the air. Frosty breath escaped Blizzrock's mouth, followed by a long hiss. Pyrox was on the move. Blizzrock had moved with speed in action and planning, but misjudged the fire warlock. Pyrok was not asleep, and the fiery army would burn their way through Merlin's realm. This was now a race, and whomever captured Merlin's spellbook would rule all three kingdoms. The Ice Mage lifted arms of power and hurled them at the stone walls of the circular chamber. Shackles and chains fell to the ground. Skeletons of former prisoners remained standing against the walls and began to glow. Each set of bones began to clatter and creak as they stepped away from the ice-covered stone. Blizzrock paused and slid over to the shivering prisoner, who slumped in defeat at the approach. Blue Power leaked from Blizzrock, who held a shop ice gauntlet and began to chant. The spell sounded like cracking ice as the power increased. Veins swelled across the prisoner's flesh. He was freezing from the inside out. Eyes bulged with the pressure and ice thorns burst from fingers and every orifice until the man's flesh shattered and fell to the floor. His residual skeleton shook off the remains of the man and joined the bone army, moving out of the chamber. Deep within the castle in Merlin's chamber of power, his spellbook lays open. It hums with power and secrets. The trap is set, wrapped and bound in a counter-magic spell. It waits for Merlin's return. The power of the book is the last hope for a kingdom that will be overtaken with violence and woe, unless a brave soul can retrieve the book before the undead claws of the warring warlocks grab it. Then